Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I'd do. I've been married a long time ago. Same <laughs> A girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 17 of Broken Records, the podcast which delves into the worst recesses of music's history, its storied history, finds the grit underneath the chair, pulls it out and fiddles around with it. My name is Stephen Hill. <laughs> His name is Renfrey Deadman. Do you like that analogy, Renfrey? Uh, fiddles around with the grit. Do I like it? Um, it's it's a weird one. It's one of your more esoteric ones. Yeah, it's ones. quite weird. Well, why not when in Rome? I, well, it, it's definitely <laughs> appropriate. Oh, goodness me, it's appropriate. So, as I said, this is a podcast which is part of the Riot Act Network. Every week, um, every Friday, Renfrew and I release our alternative music podcast, Riot Act, where we review some of the best new music from that world. Uh, we also used to do a segment called Broken Records, which is the name of this podcast, weird, eh? Um, uh, where we would take something from the world of music which had been mauled critically which had been commercially failed which the artist was ashamed of that the fans hated for whatever reason there's some sort of reputation around a record which meant that it was bad and we mm. had the a list of those albums one would get pulled out every week and we would discuss it we decided to turn it into its own podcast what you're about to hear is one of those little bits that we did back then it's from the 3rd of july 2020 episode number 100 of riot act we are going to be talking about the transformed man the 1968 album by william shatner yes james t kirk himself um one of the most infamous broken records that we have recorded or pre-recorded up to this point i would say renfrey mm. it was bonkers <laughs> yeah. uh yeah oh goodness me what can you say about this record it is um well it's a covers album i suppose we should say yeah kind of <laughs> it is kind of um, uh but goodness me does william shatner make these songs his own for better or worse <laughs> <laughs> no, normally you say like somebody makes a song their own you think oh they've done something really different making his own like aggressively going i'm having this it's almost like he doesn't make him his own he steals these aggressively like knocks these he's like a caveman knocking these songs on the head and stealing them away yes it, it is a bizarre record and we're going to get into all the bizarreo parts of it um Let's just throw over to Renfrew and I being totally nonplussed by William Shatner's The Transformed Man. Um, there you go. Let's move on to Broken Records. Uh, Renfrey. Our search for the worst record ever made of all time ever. Um, we have got a descending list um, of quite a few artists at this point. Bob Dylan's self-portrait sits atop or of the of the pile of bad records because it's not actually that bad um lou reed and metallica lou reed's metal machine music liz fair self-titled album 
Lauren Hill's MTV 2.0 Unplugged, Bush's Black and White Rainbows, The Enemy Streets of the Sky, Dirty Vegas is One, Famous First Words by Viva Brother, Louis XIV's Slick Dogs and Ponies, Queen and Paul Rogers' The Cosmos Rocks, Richard Ashcroft's United Nations of Sound, Eogan Quigg's self-titled debut record, Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2, Towers of London's Blood, Sweat and Towers, and Methods of Mayhem's self-titled debut album is so far considered the worst record that has ever been made but where does this week's entry rank in amongst that list this week we are talking about william shatner's the transformed man released in i don't have a specific date i couldn't find a specific date for the release it's 1968 it came out it is the almost as if no one cared to (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) make a note of it the debut album from the actor William Shatner, which was originally titled William Shatner, James T. Kirk from Star Trek, from Star Trek, mainly to cash in on his fame at the time. Um, Star Trek the fans, al- Steve? No, 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 no. Rubbish. No, rubbish in it. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> it is rubbish. It is rubbish. It's rubbish. I mean, it's rub. It is rubbish, isn't it? I have fond memories of watching The Next Generation when I was growing up, but I wouldn't call myself a Trekkie, Trekker, whatever the bloody terminology is these days. I I, I used to go to school with a guy called Adam Cluett and his whole family were Trekkies. And sometimes, uh, just because my mum would be working after I finished school, my mum would go, you have to go and have dinner around the Cluetts and I'll pick you up (laughs) when I finish work. And they were they were at least to go to Star Trek conventions and stuff. And they were, I think, the weirdest family I'd ever encountered until I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fucking hell! Okay, cool. they were so weird. They were you weren't allowed to talk at the dinner table. Okay, they were like, "Don't talk while you're eating your food." Like, I you mean, I doubt silence. I doubt that has anything to do with their love of Star Trek, but cool. <laughs> no, no, but it's just showing how weird they were, and they really love Star Trek. So yeah. that always sort of made me go, "I don't really think I need to watch this." And then I watched a bit of it, and I thought, "No, nah, it's a bit silly, isn't it?" So yeah, not a not it, it, a Star Trek fan. It is a bit silly. It is a bit silly. I can't. I can't really argue with that Star Trek. Sorry, guys. It's a bit silly. But I mean, I I get it. You like a thing that's a bit silly, or you like sort of like you know. I, I we all like things that are. But you know, my problem with so when people start saying that like Star Wars and Star Trek are like really, really brilliant, important pieces of art, or what do you know what I mean? It's like no, they're not. They're just sort of popcorn films that's all they are and that's that's fine it's fine to be like that but let's not pretend like they're these incredible works of art because they're not let's not pretend it's shakespeare mr shatner <laughs> oh. so anyway this album was kind of conceived <laughs> what this album is um it was conceived to meld famous pop songs of the time alongside spoken word sections um amazing concept (laughs) that as a concept renfrey it hurts my head it hurts my head that you would think that that was do you remember when the millennium prayer came out by cliff richard and it was it was it was around the millennium if i recall it was it was number one as we Uh, went into the the millennium i believe and um so it was old lang syne the music but with the words 
being the Lord's Prayer. And it just didn't Thanks for that, Cliff Richard. really work. I mean, what was the point of that at all? It was stupid. Uh, and and this is that taken to insane levels uh, of... Ins- I mean, we'll talk about our own opinion in a minute, but basically I can't really get my head around who conceived that and thought, yes, this is a good idea. I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, William it's Shatner clearly did, William, William Shatner. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly just meant to be a funny little curio to make the label Decker a bit of cash off the back of Shatner being a big star on Star Trek. I think that's what this was. But is it? Because Mr. Shatner does appear to be taking it very seriously. Well, that's for us to review in a minute. Let's just okay. say... Um, now, there is, in fact, an interview. I mean, there's not a lot of critical opinion. There's not a lot of information about this record, unfortunately. On no, Robert Christigal, no Robert Christigal. No Robert Christigal, I'm afraid. Oh, my Sorry, God. Oh, my God. I've got to talk about Robert Christigal. i just got to get this out since he's not getting a mention this week. Robert Christigal, um, I found a review of... He reviewed the second, not the one with Jump Around on, the follow-up to the one with Jump Around on by House of Pain. Mm. And he said it is the hardest hip-hop album of the year. That was in 1994 when Illmatic by Nas came out and um, Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. came out that year. And Robert Christgau said House of Pain's second album, I can't remember what it was called, is the hardest, best hip-hop album of the year. I mean... That sounds like something I'd say. The gift that yeah I know I mean you comparing Dizzy Rascal oh, to fucking <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna live that down to, to like it was a fucking Mark pri- Morrison it was a fucking private yeah, conversation and fucking I just <laughs> I can't fucking live it down oh, I was gonna know. say Mark Morrison I wasn't even gonna say that I was like you know you thinking Dizzy Rascal was like current is seems sure perfectly fine compared to that anyway yeah. let's not talk about Robert Crisco he's a fucking fool. Um, <laughs> But there's not a lot of info on here. So I had to do quite a bit of digging. Um, and what I found was a podcast interview with Ben Folds. Fantastic. Love yeah. Ben Folds. Ben Folds. And I was like, oh, it's Ben Folds. Ben Folds tells how he met William Shatner and told William Shatner that he bought the album, this album as a child and he loved it. He's like, I love the record. It's so great. Which is very polite of Ben Folds to say <laughs> that. Um <laughs> <laughs> and William Shatner told Ben Folds that he recorded the entire album in one take in 45 minutes on his lunch break on a day when they were filming Star Trek. <laughs> oh my God. Is that so? Now? So. Did that if, come from the horse's mouth or was that, was that Ben okay, Folds? Ben Folds said, that, said yeah, yeah. this is what William Shatner told me. Crikey. Now, I don't know if that makes it true or if William Shatner was taking a piss or, what, or he was just making up a little legend for himself. I sure. don't know. Sure, right? sure, 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 sure. But it does sort of sound like that might have been the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> so it's quite hard to find anything by way of critical opinion on this record. There was a retrospective review in 2011 from Greg Prato of um, All Music, and he gave this four and a half out of a possible five stars, um, although it did come with some quite serious reservations. Uh, he, did, he, he, said, did, he did have a phaser to his head at the time, though. Yeah, he said, it's unclear if Shatner is merely having... I know, everyone got that. Um, it's unclear <laughs> if... if sh- <laughs> 
It's unclear if Shatner is merely having a good time and goofing around or if he's embarrassingly dead serious and creating an overly indulgent work. Most of the album turns out to be a bit too tedious. You cannot tell if Shatner is play acting or painfully serious. The result is a must hear unintentional comedy classic. Uh, and he then compared it to Andy Kaufman. Um, in 2006, Q Magazine ranked The Transform Man number 45 on their list of the 50 worst albums ever. In 2000, it was voted number three in the all-time worst albums ever list made by Colin Larkin. Um, and in number 2006... Three. wow. Yeah, I know. In... 2016 the american website um alternative nation made it number one on a list of the top 10 musical oddities it has achieved a bit of a cult following over the years i found a um a review on heritage music which said the transform man is a unique is an absolutely unique work of art with a capital a not just some joke a must for any serious collector of 60s records record collector said taken as a whole it all makes a precarious conceptual sense don Rauke's upmarket orchestral co- accompaniment particularly on shatner's shakespearean turns king <laughs> king henry v hamlet <laughs> romeo and juliet merits comparison with contemporary arrangements by david axelrod and jim guccero whilst the title track is a cathartic straight, straight goes nuts parable cut from the same cloth as the emancipation of mr x by chad and jeremy and Tracy Jacks by Blur. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. over the years, I mean, the reason this is in here, even though we don't really have any particular strong, bad, oh my, what is this awful reviews like we normally do. Over the years, the character of William Shatner, and he's very much in on the joke now, definitely. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, if you listen to you know, the stuff that he's done since then. He's very much in on the joke. Um, but at the time, sort of DJs and people were playing this and going, have you heard this? What the fuck? Like, this is mad. And that sort of, over years and years and years, people just sort of were laughing at this to the point where William Shatner makes music now and deliberately does, you yes. know, fucking Rocket Man or whatever and, and yes. deliberately does it, sends it up. That's one thing, deliberately creating this, your own comedy character. But the reason this is here is, is this a joke or or what? I mean, well, I'm not sure. Uh, you read from a review there. I think it was the Greg Prato one you were referring to where you said you can't really tell if it's play acting or if he's being painfully serious. I, 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 there was barely any points whilst I was listening to this where I went, oh, he's, 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 he's in. I didn't think he was in on the joke in 1968 personally <laughs> i thought he was deadly fucking serious um and oh my god i mean we've both been to drama school we both have a little bit of knowledge in sort of uh shakespeare monologues and so on and so forth i mean the manner in which to be or not to be is recited <laughs> for example fucking hell it's cringeworthy <laughs> it's more often than not this record sounds like a bad one man radio play than it does an album of music. <laughs> Steve almost dropped the mic there. Yeah, I mean, but more often than that, that's actually what it sounds like. Um, I feel like I've heard this album several times before because as you were sort of saying there, so many sort of radio DJs and stuff picked up on it. It's been parodied so often that it felt like every single song that came in, I was like, 
I fucking heard this before. <laughs> but like I've heard yeah. it on someone going, have you heard William Shatner doing Mr. Tambourine Man? It's fucking abysmal. <laughs> and it is. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Well, why is he so scared of this guy with a tambourine? <laughs> like, <laughs> I listened to that. I was like, Mr. Tambourine Man, Mr. Tambourine Man. Like, what? Why are you so scared? I don't think when you listen to like the Bob Dylan version or the Birds version of Mr. Tambourine Man, I don't think he's meant to be this sort of like psychotic character, is he? But yet William Shatner plays Mr. Tambourine Man like he's fucking Freddy Krueger. I don't don't know why. It's an alternate take. I mean, I'll give him that. Um, I mean, I do think that William Shatner probably sat down and went, how can I make this different? How can I totally change the form, change the minds of people and, and, bring my William Shatner-esque take to this material and with Mr. Tambourine Man he decided that Mr. Tambourine Man was a serial killer um and it's an interesting it's an interesting it's a bold choice that's what we would have called it a drama school (laughs) but if you're if you're given the note bold choice that's often that's often um uh shorthand for you went Chill totally. Out. You went totally down the wrong alley there, but fair, fair play for having you know, bold choice. But and you know, I mean, bold choice is all over this fucking record. Um, so I, I want to tell you a story about something that happened to me when I was at drama mm, school, um, which I think excellent. sort of um, illustrates <laughs> the, what this album is. Right. Um, so we were doing these sort of improvisational skills things. And it was all about this sort of letting whatever truth you felt when you're in that character overcome you, right? So we were in this sort of, we were in this like box room and they got this guy up and he's a really good dude. His name's Sean, right? And he was a really, really great dude. And he was incredibly, he used to actually be, um, he used to be a kickboxing champion, right? And so he was, you know, and he was like, he was from South London. He had this like, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, just like really. And he was like amazing. Like he was black and he was like really good looking. He had amazing cheekbones. He had like a fucking, the, this fucking rippling body. He looked incredible. Mm-hmm. He was one of the, he was such an atrocious actor. I mean, he was just <laughs> so bad. It was fucking, I've got so many stories about him from, the time that I just, he was just such, his instincts were atrocious, right? And we did this, um, we did this thing once they were like, right, okay, so you get two people up and you go, this is what the scene's going to be and we just want you to just do exactly what you would do, like what you think that character would do and you, you know, you've got to completely go with it and just exist in that moment, right? And he was like, right, so, it was him and his wife in this room. And she was like, um, she came in, she was like, uh, and he had to come in and go, he he got given a note like, I've lost my job. And then she had something that she had to tell him. And he came in, he was like, oh, oh I've lost my job. I've, I've only gone and bloody lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she went, oh, um, that's bad because we had the bailiffs come over and they say that we owe loads of money. So I don't know how we're going to pay that. And also, um, I'm pregnant and he stood there for a minute and then he jumped out of the window and he just ran 
and he just ran and he ran out of the and then he came back half an hour later and he was like i ran to the next town basically <laughs> basically like mad thing what on earth are you doing like that was his reaction like that's what i'm gonna do it was so over the top that he just grabbed his bag that sort of shit happens at drama school all the fucking time it does yeah 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 do you know what i mean but that is and that fucking bold choice bold Bold choice choice. bold choice that's what that's what this is this very bold choice this album Yes, this album is the sound of Sean Lewis running down the high street away from his fictional wife who's fictionally pregnant after losing his fictional job and just going, oh God, no. Like, do, you know what, do you know what I mean? Because no one would actually do that in, in the real world. Um, no, no. Well, no, no, exactly. No one would. Yeah. And there's so much in this where you go, I just don't believe any human being would ever react to what is going on like you you don't understand what <laughs> what any of these songs are about what any of this these like fucking passages from plays are about you don't seem to understand any of it you just want to say it with as big a gap and as, <laughs> as much like <laughs> overwrought emotion as you possibly can it's mental to be fair to william shatner i mean this st- like everything else styles of acting um go through different fashions and to be fair to him in 1968 i mean I, even in 1968 i'm not sure if this style was I, I was gonna say come on um but 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 he comes from a very sort of classical laurence olivier kind of um school of acting i can't remember if i've said this on the show or not before but we did a um class at drama school once where we just sat for about two hours and watched various different versions of to be or not to be throughout the ages and the ones that have been considered for years and years and years some of the absolute best larry olivier for example looked fucking dreadful by today's standards because acting goes in different it it, it changes um constantly it changes so sort of um subtly that sometimes we don't notice it but there's a far more sort of natural naturalistic style of acting it's like what's you know the thing these days Mm. and you know Shatner didn't come from that school at all to give him some credit I mean it's so OTT it's utterly ridiculous I think one comparison I could um make is with Tommy Wiseau's The Room in I was gonna say The Room yeah yeah in that in a way this album is I mean I do understand why this album has kind of I do, I do understand why this album has endured, for want of a better word, because endured feels too kind, but it has, because there is a, there is an element of it's so bad it's good, isn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is you, you really, I was completely gripped throughout the whole thing. We, yes, we've so had, was I. we've. <laughs> We've had albums on on this Broken Records that have been really boring and pointless. Mm. Yeah, we have. Kind of, that you know, have shown no sense of originality or personality at all. We've had albums that have been offensive, mm. like kind of musically offensive and, you know, in some cases, actually offensive. Yep. We've had albums that have been embarrassing, yep. just an embarrassing thing. We've had albums that have been inept in the way they've been written and recorded and this is kind of all of those things yet none of those things do you know Mm. what i mean Mm. it's like Mm. 
it's kind of boring because nothing happens really apart from man going like speaking over some fairly kind of wistful nondescript i mean he butchers like whatever's going on musically it does not get a look in does it it's like no 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 you can (laughs) sort of put that down in the mix i need to go a girl (laughs) with kaleidoscope (laughs) well the music is barely i mean audible behind his bellowing yeah it it, it is there but it's definitely not the focal point uh, at all at all and there's definitely some ego at play here um undoubtedly yeah you know you go like oh your album is uh what do you think of the music the music <laughs> oh, the, oh yeah there was music on this album yeah do you know what I mean? well like i can it's... tell you i couldn't tell you really what any of the music sounds like on this record and i only listened to it this morning like i can't <laughs> fucking tell you i don't know no um <laughs> And then, you know, and it is kind of, it is bad. But at the same time, you go, well, like you say, it's from that school of something. It's a really weird <laughs> idea. It's, it's that a, school of something. Of some, <laughs> I, I'm so, I don't know. It's some, <laughs> some, some, some shit in it. Some <laughs> stupid yeah, shit. It's some like, stupid shit. I don't know what. stupid shit. It's like that guy um, in Fra- that episode of Frasier when they get the old actor back to do this. Oh, you're such a great Shakespearean oh, actor. Yes, Derek Jacobi um, and they get him on stage and he goes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's something really enjoyable about listening to somebody who is such a fucking ham. Like, you know I mean? It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, you do know no human being has ever spoken like that in the, in the of human beings no one has ever spoken like no one <laughs> no one you listen to him doing hamlet no one's ever spoken like that ever he's like the truth of the shakes of the bard speaks the truth <laughs> there's no truth in that no one's ever spoken like that when i was 14 it was a very good year <laughs> No one's ever done that. It's so weird. And uh, the weird no. thing as well is the balls to just put like Lucy in the sky with to put the normal thing and then having a picture yourself on a boat by the river. Again, it's like it's not a horror film. This is not a horror film. What are you doing? And then they come in, Lucy in the sky. It's fucking weird. It's well, so, so weird. But again, you know, it is enjoyable to listen to. Regarding Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, apparently um, he wanted to, I mean, and again, you know, bold choice. He (laughs) he wanted to do it from the perspective of someone who was high on LSD. And but like for the first time and was going on a, a really weird, disorientating, not particularly good trip. That is his uh uh th- those are the 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 circumstances under which he is I mean obviously not you know he's faking it he's acting it but um those are the circumstances under which the, he's got into character with that and that's what he's doing with that and it makes <laughs> for a fucking mess but uh you know fair play I mean bold choices again bold uh, choices I mean this is full of bold I don't I mean I just don't even know where to put it because I I really liked listening to this I mean I actually it was so weird and so funny and like you say it's so bold and and because we, we of what we know about William Shatner to now it's like 
judging it today's standards with what we know William Shatner then went on to do and the way that he and how people think about him now this doesn't feel like a bad record it feels like a kind of quaint silly little you know it's not offensive or horrible or nasty or I'm sure the musicians on it are good we'll just say the musicians are good because like bless the bastards they, they turned up didn't they um and <laughs> only time somebody going a girl over the top of them um yeah uh i, so, I uh, yes uh, in terms of placing it yes um i haven't got a fucking clue um in fact i'm sort of tempted to take it out of broken records and maybe do a classic album special on it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, look, we've got so we've both got quite a lot of joy out of uh, listening to this record. So really, it has to go into the lower echelons of the league table, surely. <laughs> With Bob Dylan and Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, I think, like number eleven, <laughs> number eleven, uh. number twelve. That's Bush, Lauren Hill. That's like the the. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. The so this is how you split you it up. This is how you split up. You got Memphis and Mayhem six feet under six. Um, the Memphis and Mayhem and Towers of London are abhorrent. abhorrent you got yeah. six feet under and Eog and Quig, which are just appalling and really, really appalling. You've got that kind of three of Richard Ashcroft, Richard Ashcroft, Queen, and Louis the Fourteenth, which is just kind of grotty and ego maniacal and then you've got the dullards haven't you you've got viva yeah. brother dirty yeah. vegas the enemy and bush which is just so dull and pointless that you just think well why and then you've got stuff like lauren hill liz fair lou reed and metallica lou reed bob dylan that are actually not perfect but good do you know like, what i quite like the idea of a lou reed william shatner sandwich with Lou Reed as the bread and William Shatner as the filling. And to be honest, that is a really bad way to, to do this. But I just like the way that would look. And I don't think putting it between Metal Machine Music and Lulu would be a terrible travesty. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to posit that it goes in between Bush and Lauren Hill. Because I think Lauren Hill... It is Lauren. It's Lauren Hill is better than this. Is definitely far better yeah. in whatever way. Although probably not as continually enjoyable, there is some kind of musical merit to it. Liz Fair, although some of it's a bit gross, it's got some musical merit to it. Mm -hmm. Metal Machine Music succeeded in doing a thing that it wanted to do. Lou Reed and Metallica is just good. Fuck you. Bob Dylan self portrait is just good as well. Mm -hmm. um, Bush, the enemy, Dirty Vegas. It's just so boring. Like I already don't know. I couldn't name you. I couldn't hum you back a single solitary second from any of these records. The Transform Man, I will always be able to tell you. I will always be able to go, Mr. Tambourine Man! Mr. Tambourine Man! For the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's there now. So I think for that alone, it should probably go in between Bush and Lauren Hill. Yeah. I so think it's not. So it's better than the awful stuff and the boring stuff, but it's not really a genuinely sort of a, a, an album that has any real merit to it, really. I think you're absolutely right, actually. I think that's a perfect placing for it. As much as I don't want to concede my Lou Reed, William Shatner sandwich, just because I like the idea William of it. Sh William Shatner, in you go, next to Bush and Lauren Hill. What a funny bloke. <laughs> what a funny what bloke, funny, yeah. What a, funny, what a funny little man. But he is one, he's of those, done the he's one of those characters that, you know, he makes the world a little bit better, doesn't he? 
He the, does, yeah. Mr. William Shatner, like, fair play to him. I mean, he is a total ham, as you say. But, you know, fair to... I, I rarely go away from a... Uh, from, I don't know, taking in anything that Shatner's done without a smile on my face. And actually, this this album did make me smile a fair bit. It also made me wince several times but you know <laughs> yeah. it, it it did raise a smile quite a few times and oh, i mean most of, these records, most of these records have not done that so yeah no fair, fair it's a, it's it's a fucking funny record and i implore he's a funny i implore everyone listening to listen to this mm, you know definitely. and that that's why it's like the room because you you because you're kind of like oh my god this is so bad you have to check it out but yeah i mean it's fucking <laughs> It's fucking hilarious in in places. Yeah, it's it's really funny. I wonder how I would. I mean, because it's it's like I say, it's so hard to look at it now because William Shatner is so in on his own joke now that he's a ham, isn't he? He's so in on that joke. But I'm, I tr- try and listen to it through 1968 ears yeah. and go, what is? I mean, the fact that it sounds mental. Fucking 40, 50 years later. Yeah. The fact that I listened to this and I was there kind of going, I don't think I've ever heard anything like this, you know, and the record is, um, yeah, 40, uh, no, God, fucking, yeah, 50, 60 years old. Yeah. Oh, 68. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 52 years old. 58 years old. Oh, fucking hell, Matt. 52 years old. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, you know, like, it's it's astonishing, really, when you consider that. Um, and it's only half an hour long as well as what I was saying. Like thirty, when I said thirty, I meant to say thirty minutes long. Uh, I mean, it's thirty-seven minutes, isn't it? Thirty-seven yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a long um, album. Fucking it feels isn't. like it sometimes. Someti- yeah, I was going to say sometimes it feels long. Sometimes it feels so long. <laughs> but but even <laughs> when it feels really long, you're still kind of like on board you can't with believe it. how long yeah because you can't believe how long he's making it yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the thing. you just go i cannot believe you're still doing this this is you mad still, you still admire it in a weird way even though you're like mm. my god are you really mm. doing this it's, it's it's you know what you know what steve last thing i'm gonna say on it it's an astonishing record <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm astonished um it's let's astonishing. add let's something's gonna have to follow this and it's gonna be a difficult thing to follow let's see what it is oh no oh well that's no. fucking that's ruined that hasn't it um next week uncle cracker double wide oh for fuck's sake Did you hear that <laughs> <laughs> uncle fucking uh, cracker your girlfriend laughing in the background there that's quite amusing yeah because probably um, she bought it i reckon probably yeah. she's like i love uncle cracker yeah um but <laughs> anyway uncle cracker double wide we'll be talking about next week so there you go a girl <laughs> with kaleidoscope eyes the girl a, with kaleidoscope a scared, eyes a scared man william a scared and scary man william shatner essentially uh thanks for listening to the show as i said go over to our other podcast riot act where this has been birthed from broken records has been birthed from riot act which was where we can um actually be nice about music over there Renfrew because mm. we review some really really fucking good bands we go out of our way to find some of the best music in the alternative music spectrum over on our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash right act podcast you can also sign up for some money there £5 a month will get you two classic albums again 
being really nice about records and you can suggest an album as well for us to, to talk about on our rioters reviews um i'm kind of going through all of that and stalling a bit because i wanted to be as long as possible before i mentioned as you just heard we're going to be talking about double wide by uncle cracker in the next episode that is waiting i was gonna say patiently but it's waiting aggressively for you <laughs> uh if, if you've enjoyed this episode it takes quite a uh, significant downturn in fortunes for us doesn't oh, it really, goodness Winfrey? me it does yeah 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 so go over there and get it done get it down yeah uncle crackers double wide is episode 18 thank you very much for listening and we'll see you over there